Okay, so Blake, you've told me that a haircut has happened, and I'm so terrified right now. Okay, so, as you know, in this play that I'm in, I'm playing... Much like in all plays, you are a special boy. That's only happened twice. Okay. Um, so, I had to get a haircut befitting that. (laughs) Which basically just means get it real short so we can make it real tidy. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, I'm prepped. No one can see it. Blake's camera is off. If you're listening on the on iTunes or whatever, go straight to YouTube right now, baby. Three, two, one. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is the shortest I think I've ever seen your... Oh my god, that's what your head is shaped like? Right? You look like Griffin McElroy! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at him! You look 50 years younger! I know. (laughs) Wait. Yeah, I know! (laughs) Oh. Blake, I think this might be a permanent change for you. I like it. I enjoy it. I'm down with maybe a little bit more length in the back, but I'm really digging what's going on up here. Yeah, you you look like a sex idol for a Nicktoons magazine. Oh my god, you look like real Doug. If Doug was real, it'd be you. <laughs> Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. I'm talking about a load, <laughs> a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the to the L-A-K-E It's he, Blake Tanner What the fuck kind of voice was that? That's that's my radio voice Welcome to the BS with me, the B And Scott T. Moore, the S That's right guys And coming up on the 5 to 4 We're going to be talking about Buses do they kill children? Yes. Studies co- prove inconclusive. More at eight. But now, here's some Alan Jackson and Daddy Let Me Drive. <laughs> get ready for our 5 a.m. rock block, getting you woken up for the morning. Uh, get ready for our 6 a.m. cock block. We're going to call dudes who are about to bone down and then tell them their parents Steve. are dead. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the worst cock block possible. If you want to call into the podcast, the number is... (laughs) (laughs) This is how far we've fallen. And then Who Let the Dogs Out starts playing, except it's not just a sound clip. It's all of Who Let the Dogs Out. That was a mistake. (laughs) We're sorry, my cousin broke in, and he, 
Excuse me, Mike, could you play a song about the dogs? <laughs> there are a lot of those, Dave. Could you please? Come on, man, just play the dog song, the hoo-hoo song. Hey, Reggie, just just go wait in the car, okay, bud? Yeah. I'm not sure what my name is, Dave or Reggie. Quiet, Deji. De- Deji, listen. Oh, shit, Blake. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, boss. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to head down here. <laughs> I'm just going to head. Hey, you guys got that restroom in there? It didn't have any... You didn't have any toilet paper, so I just... I'm going to go back to my piss furnace where I go and do my business. <laughs> it's just kind of where I toil. It runs the radio station. <laughs> I toil. I toil in the piss furnace. Off to the piss mines with you. <laughs> you boy. This is, what hap- this is what happens when me and you have both had, like, super stressful... Which, by the way, apologies for no episodes la- uh, no episode last week. Our lives went to hell. Blake uh, had a bunch of stuff. I had some family issues that had to get sorted. But now we're back, and we're back working in the piss mines. <laughs> we're on that old piss grind. <laughs> oh, piss grind. Oh, and now I can run my hands through my hair without... Quit looking at yourself, Question. you small boy. <laughs> Also, I'm really uh, happy that uh, technology has evolved to a point where it's automatic and we don't have to use the piss grinder anymore. We can just kind of let it go straight out. Yeah. As opposed to in the past where you had to hand crank it. The manual. Yeah, the automatic piss grinder. That's greatest invention of our era. Oh, my God. So I have met two people who have changed my lives in extraordinary ways this week, Flick Tanner. One of them I told you about, and I this woman almost sent me spiraling into a psychotic state that I could no longer get out of because I walk she walked up to the counter at work and was just like, Excuse me, can I have these shoes? And I'm like, Yes, ma'am, let me go look. And something was familiar about her and I couldn't pinpoint it. <laughs> I'm picturing her in my head right now and I'm losing it. It's this old woman And then when I got back and I gave her her shoes, she's like, thank you. And then she smiled at me. And that's when I realized this woman had the bottom half of Nicolas Cage's face. The smile was perfectly there. She face-offed but failed. Her mission failed halfway through. And I just started crying, trying my best not to laugh at this woman in her face because she looked like <laughs> yeah hold on if you're watching on youtube the bottom half of her face looked like that and i was just waiting for her to be like thank you so much thank you for these shoes they're gonna fit very well on my hands yes. oh what? no i brought my cover i broke my cover no wait so what you're saying it was nick cage and drag trying to just get some stuff and you're like hello mm-hmm Oh, Jesus. So, so that was one. And it then, was a real Mrs. Doubtfire situation. A, re- a real Mrs. Cage fire. Um, which is how I lost all my birds, unfortunately. Tisk. Uh, <laughs> hey, Scotty, do you know what? Yeah. It's Halloween season. It's spooky ween. Well, hold on. It's I do want to say the other person who changed my life. Oh, yeah. You had two of them. So we were at, we went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee this weekend because there was a fucking yeah. hurricane. And my dad thought, 
let's drive into it and go hey. into the mountains. Well, son, ain't gonna be no one there because they'll be running from the hurricane. It's gonna be fine. No, there were. It was a <laughs> bunch of weird old red. It was like Panama City Beach in May. A bunch of weird old rednecks blasting <clears throat> Drake out of their car windows, and then people just getting out lawn chairs and sitting on the sidewalks. <laughs> And we couldn't, we were just like, are they trying, like, because it was a car show. And I'm like, that's, the car show is not the main strip. There's a location for it. But they're like, we're just going to sit here and wait. There's going to be a cool one to pop by. Um, But we passed by a place called um, Anime's Vapory. And that's where you met actual Nicolas Cage. That's where actual... Well, firstly, I love the name anime, because I don't think they realize how much it sounds like anime. (laughs) But, God, it's good. And I walked in, Blake, because they have something there called Slug Juice. And everywhere you just saw these fucking signs that were just like, Animes! The home of Slug Juice! And I'm like, I've got no idea what the fuck that is. But I have to know. And I walked in... To anime's vapory, and I met vaping guy Fieri. Oh, he, he was the best thing on the planet. I walked in and he's like, "Hey man, how you doing? What's up?" And I'm like, "Uh, oh yeah, I was just trying to get like I was trying to find a vape shop, get some juice, and I really want to know what slug juice is." He's like, "Well, firstly, let me tell you something right now. This is not a vape shop. This is an e-juice producer and distributor." Wait, but you're a shop. We are a producer and distributor. Do you sell things? Yes. For vapes? Yes. You're a vape shop. No. But sit down right here, big man, and I'm going to take you through all of my juices. Every last one. And I'm like, we were supposed to go eat dinner after this, but I can't say no to vape Fieri. It is, and we went through literally every single one, and it, this dude had his spiel down. He's like, everything you like, tell me, and I'll put it on the counter, and afterwards you take a picture of it, download our app, because everyone has a fucking app now, download our app, and then you can buy it when you're home. And I'm like, okay. Oh. Sure. Okay. So what you're saying is, um... This week on Box Mods E-Juice and Dives. It's me, Vape Fieri. Like, the only, like, a few of them stuck out, because apparently they're also sponsored by The Walking Dead somehow? I don't know how, but he's just like, you see this one right here? Yeah. This is Carl, not Carl, what's the, what's the fucking name? Daryl. This is Daryl's favorite e-juice. We've got a signed bottle of it up there. I got posters with all of them signing it. That's a $700 poster you're sitting next to. And so, I left with six bottles of e-juice. So wait, what was the slug juice? The slug juice was um, magic. Because okay. he's just like, all right. Take a hit of that bad boy. He saved it for last because he's a fucking showman as well. Take a hit. Yeah, that's cool. It's kind of like a lime, kind of orangey. I almost got some peach in there. Take another hit. Well, now it tastes like strawberries. Think of any fruit you fucking want. Now take a rip of that sick cotton. 
Okay, I'll think of oranges. That tastes like pure fucking oranges. It was a magical e-juice. At least the one he had in his tank was, because the one I have tastes the fucking same every time. <laughs> and I'm so mad. Oh. It's not a bad juice. It's just like... Don't, uh, Fieri sold me magic beans, and then when I got home, nothing grew. Are you meant to plant them so a vape tree grows in your backyard? That might be what... <laughs> He's just like, whatever you do, don't plant this. Why, why would I plant this? Don't put it in your backyard in a hole and water it for several months. Guy, what the fuck are you talking about? Just don't do it! Okay, buddy. Okay, well, I did, and a huge bean sprout grew. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, I would like to say, all of my fucking loud-ass intros for this show finally paid off, because we went to the Guinness Book of World Records, where apparently it's nothing but competitions now. Like, you can scan something and try to get the fastest time to complete the first level of Miss Pac-Man, shit like that. And one of them was just a soundproof room where you screamed as loud as you fucking can and tried to beat the high score. At which point I went in there and was like, Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls! And I broke the record. 33.1 decibels. Cranked that shit out. And I got the world record in that one place for that day. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so that's that's how my week has gone. Meanwhile, Blake's week has gone to, oh, I'm going to be home at midnight. <laughs> Every night. This is the first day that I, I stayed at home all day. And do you know what I fucking did? Not Homework. Oh, no, no, Blake. From 1130. To 7.30. You just did homework? An hour before we started getting ready for this. Jesus Christ, dude. That's horrible. Yep. Thank God everything's due on Sunday. Um, yep. But I've had a few moments to myself. Um, two things that I've noticed I've been doing. Masturbating. Yes. No, actually. The opposite. Not. Um, I have not had time to do that even. But... For the last four weeks, mm -hmm. every Wednesday, like clockwork, I've been struck by the utter need and desire after work for the two hours that I have before rehearsal is to go to the Publix that opened that's just down the street from my office. Yeah. Go up the little elevator, because you got to get on an elevator. And by three... Extra cheesy pizza Lunchables and just chow down <laughs> every day or every Wednesday. Three. That's nine small pizzas, my dude. Yep. Oh, no shame in that reply. You're like, nope. Yep, eat a dick. Um. Now at first, I was like, I'll only get two, but then I noticed, hmm, I can get three for six dollars. That's more of a deal. I'll eat them all. Now and I did. What's the difference between the pepperoni and the cheese one? Because like, the pepperoni one has pepperoni in one of its flavor 
flavor crevices than <laughs> one she... of the little the little flavored the divots the flavored divots also copy because i was thinking flavor divot um <laughs> uh, and then the other flavor like pepperonis in one of them if yep. it's just cheese what the fuck's in that divot for you it's two cheeses oh two different cheeses just more cheese damn right those motherfuckers have 15 grams of protein in three little pizzas. Cheese pizza. Uh, cheese pizza. Tim Curry uh, has been checking you out as well. He's just like, boop, how's your day going? Fucking it was fine until you started talking. Well, it, the weirdest thing is after he talks to me, all I want is cheese pizza. He's just like, all right, there's a Diet Dr. Pepper and three cheese pizzas. Uh, okay. That's that's kind of where my week has been. If you need a place to gauge it, like me just going up and every time I've been checked out by the same old nice lady. She's just like, mm, mm. Poor I see boy. what you're doing. Yep. Poor boy. <laughs> He's okay. in a show. I've also been for cuz you know how Halloween stores pop up yeah. this time of year in just empty retail spaces. Right. Well, thank God that the Rue 21 in Fultondale closed because it's a Halloween store now. Hell yes! Tell it me is... tell me the goods. Alright, the goods are it is the shittiest Halloween store I've ever <laughs> been to. Um, I've got like a dancing Santa Claus, but they put a witch hat on him. Like, that's what it is. Now, I went in this place, and I'm like, okay, it's a little small. It's got your basic Halloween store fare. You got some, the popular costumes. You got a couple sexy costumes, a lot of kid costumes. And the thing that some Halloween stores have done for a while, but others have been picking up on are, you know those animatronics that they have. Right. Where it's either, they'll just, they'll start to do spooky stuff if you walk near them, or they'll just say the same thing over and 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 over again. Right. Ad infinitum. I experienced one of these. You walk by one. Chase pizza. What the fuck? This is a very small retail space. And that plays into this story. Because when I first walked in, I heard a little animatronic like playing a voice clip. And it was a little girl swinging on a swing upside down. And her face, half of it looked like it had been scraped off by a meat thresher. Um, <laughs> okay! And so, I remember... Hold on. Just um, give me a sec. American Horror Story, Fultondale. Yep. Uh, every two minutes, she would repeat... The same thing. The same little monologue. And it wasn't cheese pizza. No, and it was not cheese pizza. It was always, hello, I used to love swinging like this. Until I fell down. And I don't remember much after that. But now I get to swing forever. You can come swing with me if you want. I can swing so high. If I swing far enough, I can touch you. Why don't you come closer so I can touch you? We could swing forever. Daddy used to tell me not, never to swing like this, but I don't have to listen to him anymore. Is that the monologue you performed to get your part in this play? Yes. Because <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, Blake. 
That's, Scotty, that's too much for a thing to say. I was in that store for ten minutes. Okay. okay. And I heard it five different times. Fuck. I have no idea how the people in that store are sane anymore because it doesn't fucking stop. It does not stop. That little girl is talking for 12 hours a day as soon as they open the store and turn her on to the point that they leave and they may not even they may not even unplug the little swinging girl. They may just let it play all night. It, hoping it, the batteries will die. I will say, like, I fell off the swing, and then I don't remember anything. How the f- how high up is that swing that the fall caused her to become Two-Face? I don't know, because one of her eyes was missing. <laughs> I've fallen off a swing before. I usually get, like, a scraped knee. Apparently, this one took the whole force with half of her face, and now it's all gone. Also, you'd have to assume, because when you die and become a ghost, this has been scientifically proven, don't you, like, haunt the area? You wouldn't haunt the swing because you didn't die on the swing. I don't... Oh! I fucking found her! Oh, no! Blake! Hold on. Hold on. Let me open up Twitch. Oh, no. Okay, no, I can't open up Twitch. Let me send it to Tibbs. Tibbs! He sent it in the Twitch chat. Okay, Tibbs has sent me an image of the... Oh, fuck me. <laughs> fuck me running. This is the worst. What is it? Even her face. Okay, now I see. Okay, I thought her bow was eyes. Oh, God. And she looked like Oogie Boogie. And I was real like, wait, What? Oh, so this is what the uh, the blurb on Google Shop, because that's the only place you can find her, apparently. The swinging head-first doll animated prop features a little girl doll hanging by her legs on a swing with hollowed-out eyes that glow in otherworldly blue and speaks haunting phrases to all passers-by as she swings back and forth. Choose from steady on or infrared sensor activation options. Thank God. Well, it was made by a man named Mario Chiodo, who is also known for his work on... Okay, don't Google him. I want you to think. A man who makes something this spooky, this creepy, this terrifying, what else would Mario have created? And what show would he have worked for? Oh, please tell me it was, like, the fucking Muppets or Sesame Street. No, it was good old American Pickers. We gonna go from city to city trying to find the best picks and the best hits. That's not even... (laughs) That's not even the same universe. (laughs) Yes, we all know that great American Pickers cinematic universe. Also, he's made a life-size Yoda... Which probably is about the size of most normal Yodas. Yeah. I'm trying to see anything, like, really cool that he's made. Oh, Scotty. Oh, no, what? There's a video. Of her? Yes. No. Blake, legally, you can't sit. Tell Tibbs he can't send it to me. 
Legally, you can't send this to me, Blake. What's that tip? What's that? Here we go, motherfuckers. Oh, no. Okay. So, Blake, I'm going to need you to stay silent and everybody at home can enjoy this with us. My papa used to tell me not to swing like this. Fuck (laughs) me running. He said I would get hurt. I don't like when people tell me what to do. This is the worst. Papa can't tell me what to do. (laughs) No! Now, I can swing whenever I want. (laughs) I don't want to look at you. If you get closer, I can touch you. So, there's a fucking jump scare. Okay. (laughs) Hello there. I used Wait, to love it... swinging like this. Wait, hold on! Blake, it's like a fucking two-minute video, and I swear to God, it is looping the audio on the video as well. Because I just got done watching it, and then two seconds later, switches to something else, and then just like, hello. Oh, fuck, that's the worst. Like, I have to assume... The video's bad, but I have to assume in a shitty Halloween store, it loses a bit of its Halloween yes. spookiness. Yes, it does. And do you you heard the music in the background that was playing as she was saying her thing, right? Right. That music is part of the doll. When she is talking, that music is always playing. It's... Blake. She comes with her own ambient sound. Why would you bring... Candace, the horror doll, to us this week. Oh, that sounds too much like Candace, the horror doll. <laughs> Candace, the horror doll. Um, yeah, that's that's. T- so wait, do we need our own BS version of Candace? That's just like you upside down. And you're like, sup? This fucking sucks. I'm dead, I'm a ghost, and I have to swing back and forth for all eternity. I can't even try to do an up and around on this bitch. You know what? Can we base one off of the last character that I played who drowned at the end of the show? Oh, shit! Why is he swinging? Why is, uh, is what was his name? Special Boy Rick? What did we name him? I don't know. You you named him. (laughs) I did name Special Boy Tommy or whatever, and he's Toby. just like, Toby, that's what it is. It's Special Boy Toby swinging back and forth. He's like, I don't know why I'm here. I've been, ca- no, 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 he's not on a swing. He has a jar of fucking jelly beans in beans. front of him, and he's just like, I've been counting beans for all eternity. You can count with me if you want. Just touch me. Just don't touch my beans. Don't touch, and don't get me near water. I once went into the water. It wasn't, it wasn't fun. That's why I'm here with my last happy thought, which was counting beans. The beans. Oof, a doof. But, Blake, I've been counting beans, and it's the beans that we're getting from all of our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash the load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash the load of BS is the website where you can support us and you get special perks like access to our exclusive Discord. You can get shouted out on the show every single week like the Patreon Saint Deborah Moore, Scott Moore, Miss Jenny Side, all your favorites. You get to choose what you want to be shouted out on, so maybe you like fun fiction a little bit more. You can get shouted out there anywhere you want over at 
patreon.com slash a load of BS. And maybe they'll stop giving us beans and start giving us money. Yeah, that was the one problem. This whole time I've just been like, guys, I appreciate the beans, but can I have money for once in my life? No, take the beans, child. Take the beans, kid. Make yourself famous. Now, see, I I think we've actually had a good lead-in from that first segment into what I want to do for this one. Because I have been talking with the lovely people over at uh, the Two Dorks, I don't know, like, Podcasting Network or whatever. Like, they're not a network. They only have two shows as of right now. Uh, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades and Creator Crush. Check them out. They're fantastic. I know Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. Yeah. They're my bros. They're fantastic. Yeah. So uh, those lovely people are also working with a, I guess, like a book production company, kind of. And they're doing an anthology series called Laundered. And it's to support the Boys and Girls Club of America. And it's all about, it's kind of like Viscera Cleanup Detail. It's stories about cleaning up after spooky shit goes down. Mm -hmm. And so I've submitted my story. Uh, I believe, but the thing is, uh, the submission, the submission was ended, I think a week ago. So we still got time to get one in, Blake. Oh, good. Good for us. Good. We got time. So I think we need to make our own story to submit to this. Okay. I don't know how they feel about profanity, so I'm going to put a quick respite, a quick, uh, a hole over the giant sewer that would be piss goblins, uh, jizz dwarves. <laughs> We're gonna keep all of those out for this story. Oh, let, here, um, let me just put away a lot of my D&D notes for right now. <laughs> um, nope. Piss goblins, jizz dwarves, you already got that. You, ap- um, you approach the jizz dwarf. What do you do? Roll for initiative. I can't use the cum dumpster slime, can I? No, you cannot use the cum dumpster slime, Blake. Damn. Uh, can I use the uh, the gibbering orgy man? <laughs> That's just a dude who's like, hey, you guys want to do an orgy? It's yep. me. Oh my god. <laughs> How you doing, orgy? Come here. <laughs> you want a balloon? Take it. <laughs> You want an orgy balloon? Take it. Wait a minute. There actually is an orgy in it. Oh, shit. There. Well, hold on. Not the... Mo- well, hold on. Did the most recent version have the child orgy? Because the, there are scenes that I don't want to see fucking the lovely Mike from Stranger Things get involved in. Yeah, a, no. A child orgy. I don't think orgy. there's a way that we could have done that. Also, I just looked over to my uh, television just... Of nothing, and they were showing an aerial video of good old Talladega Speedway. Fucking Dega. Okay, I think we have our location for the for the assault, and it's fucking Dega, baby. Dega, oh Dega. So what's the monster? Is he like a car eating monster? So wait, you know that giant T Rex that eats cars? It's oh yeah. What if it comes alive? It com- Okay. What if it's like a Scooby-Doo, where the fantasy is that it came alive, but the reality is like, it's actually old man Jenkins behind the wheel, and he's just like, I've hated cars my whole life! 
copy on Old Man Jenkins. <laughs> My parents was killed in a fucking car. Now that's actually not bad. Just the shittiest reasoning behind wanting to take out cars. That's true. Like he's so he's kind of a uh, he's a re- he's he's not an irredeemable villain. You're saying no, he's not. Yeah, he can be redeemed. He just has to right. learn to love cars. Or is he a villain that really just wants to do bad, bad, evil stuff, but that you see those moments of like, oh, man, he's just got real messed up because of the stuff that had... Kind of like Killmonger. He's... <laughs> Old Man Jenkins was right. <laughs> no, there's oh. like a giant pile of cars, and he sets it on fire. And then, like, his, uh, his, like, mob boss that he's working in walks in, and he's like, don't worry, I only burned my half of the cars. <laughs> you can take the rest. You're all right. Some men, the, the tagline is some men just want to watch the world burn rubber. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so if we're focusing strictly on the villain, let's get his backstory first. Why does he hate cars? Old man, J- well, you see... Old Man Jenkins used to live where they built Talladega Super Speedway. Oh, shit. And we know that was, that was like a Rome was built in a day thing. They just flew the track over yep. and dropped it. And then it landed. <laughs> and it killed his family. It killed it. He was at school, but when they dropped it from orbit, <laughs> it killed his family. Parents in the house. That was actually the reason that we sent our first satellite into orbit. It was, it was Talladega. It was to drop Dega down on these two unsuspecting fucks. <laughs> oh fuck me. Okay, so that's it. Cut to, uh, uh Dale Earnhardt the Third, who I think actually exists, maybe. And Dale Earnhardt III is our hero of this, and he's mm-hmm. played by... Ah, oh shit. I like kind of like Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride. Oh, wait, he's just played by Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's literally... He's just like, I'm my own son! All right, Dale. Uh, although, you get a lot of good, like, um, moments that you can have between the Earnhardt family. You know, maybe... It's all Dale! It's Dale as Dale Earnhardt Sr., as Taylor, it's like Eddie Murphy and the fucking Nutty Professor films. Yep. Oh fuck. Okay. And so- see, that's the reason that he wants to race, but he can't because the track is being attacked. Yes, that's what it is. He, he. It's the day of Dega, the best race of all time, number one, guaranteed, and uh, and he's just like, I'm getting ready to get out there. I will make you proud, Dad. And he's like a shitty driver. That's got to be something else. He's like O and nothing. Wait, yeah, O and 500 for races. He's never run won a race, but he's like, this is when I'm going to finally do it. I'm going to make you proud, Dad. And But then all of a sudden, wait, where's his car? Oh, no. And then all of a sudden, cars start disappearing. And, and then there's like a shot of a car driving they're like baby deer a car just driving aimlessly into a field and then something attacks it and the next day they're like wait a minute oh shit no 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 Earnhardt's car does not get attacked everyone else's car gets attacked 
and now everyone thinks it's Earnhardt. Now, what you what you were talking about, though, I love the idea as, you know, the opening stinger where someone has to die? Yeah. Like, that's what it is. A couple of, like, hotshot racing jocks who maybe they haven't made it to the pro circuit, but they're probably, like, out in the, uh, in the parking lot before all the Dega festivities get underway. Right. And they're like, we're going to have us a little drag race, get ready for the real thing. How you boys feel about that? Which is the car equivalent of a sex scene. Basically. Yeah. They talk about having sex afterwards, but they don't get to it. <laughs> They're just like, ain't boning great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Who's going to rev their cars the fastest? I'm going to rev my car the fastest. No, you're not. I'm going to rev my car the fast. Oh, shit. Oh, it just revved all over the track. Oh, it's man. everywhere. Also, I want, it, I want one of the cars to be uh, the man. I can't remember his name, but... He's the one who had the Viagra car in NASCAR. And literally, uh, just so you know, man with Viagra car gets you nothing when you look it up. They're just like, yeah, we got no clue, dude. Uh, However, ranking the 10 most embarrassing NASCAR drivers. (coughs) Oh, and number 10 is the WCW NWO driver. Oh, shit. Somebody had their car sponsored by Poison. I'm hoping the band. Cartoon Network. Sephora. Redneckjunk.com. <laughs> Boudreaux's Butt Paste. But, it's Boudreaux, boy. Boudreaux's Butt and then Viagra from, for Mark Martin. Okay, so it's Mark Martin, Mark Martin and then Kim Crosby, who is the one who had the Boudreaux's Butt Paste car, and they're racing. And then afterwards, they're talking about going to have sex. And then all of a sudden, oh, what? The cars are gone. Gone. Yep. It's just like that scene from Jurassic Park 3 when they go up into the clouds because they're parasailing. And when they come back down, everyone in the boat's missing. Yeah. Oh, dude, I like the idea of Mark Martin still in the car. So Mark Martin dies. Yeah. And then the only person who stops people from, uh, like, accusing Earnhardt is uh the lady and she's just like wait no i seen something i seen it it with was my eyes it was the carosaurus rex mm-hmm. oh, and um you're seeing stuff i think you know this is also gonna have um either a cameo or a really nice supporting spot from of course jeff gordon thank you much mm-hmm. like Looney Tunes back in action, Jeff Gordon has to make an appearance. Yes, um, yes he does. So, we'll get good old Jeffy in there. Maybe oh. he's like, um, he's old Dale's, uh, kind of his tutor, kind of his teacher. Mm-hmm. It's like, I knew your daddy, I substituted for him once. No, 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 here's what it is. Earnhardt, it's like the race before Daga, and Earnhardt is still racing, and then his car gets attacked, and Earnhardt dies. But here's the thing. Earnhardt was never the teacher that Trey is what we're calling Dale 3, because otherwise it's going to get real confusing. That's not the teacher Trey needed. The teacher he did need was Jeff Gordon with a big old fucking beard because he's been living in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I've been living on Chiha for a while. Mm-hmm. Also, I do love this story is supposed to be about the cleanup that happens after all this, so we're writing the prequel to our own story right now. Yep. 
Um, so, I guess long story short, Jeff Gordon does have to go out in a blaze of glory, though, saving his protege, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what it is. Um, they pull the, for fans of Talladega Nights, The Legend of Ricky Bobby, they pull the shake and bake maneuver. The ballad of Ricky Bobby. I'm sorry. Sir? I'm sorry, my copy of it is signed by Darth Vader because I met Darth Vader at the mall once and the only thing I had for him to sign was a copy of fucking Talladega Nights and he signed right after where it said ballad, so I have no idea what it says. (laughs) Um, But, um... They pull the shake and bake maneuver, which is where you drift behind one car and it allows you to slingshot around. Trey don't realize he's doing it. The fucking Carosaurus Rex is coming after him. Oh, wait, who's that behind him? Jeff! Jeff pulls the slingshot, hits the brakes, sacrifices himself for the Carosaurus, and the Carosaurus takes him. Oh, man. Yes. And then, cut to the end, all the other cars have been just devoured, and Earnhardt barely makes it over the number one, but that's not the end of the race, because now the true race begins, the race with the Carosaurus, which is rapidly coming up from behind. Mm-hmm. Now, are we using the stock, like, Carosaurus, just the guy that shows up? Does, should he have cars for feet? <laughs> yes! And that's how he moves forward so fast! Yep. Um, okay. Now cut to the end. Um. He's actually called the Truckasaurus, I'm sorry. Earnhardt is begging for his life. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Can we make it to where, uh, Earnhardt Sr. is not in any of the scenes, and everyone assumes he's been disappeared for years, because we're just gonna rewrite fucking history at this point? Yeah. Here's why. I mean, it's, this obviously takes place in the future. Yeah. So... End of the movie. Trey is, like, about to get his car eaten, and he refuses to leave the car, because if he leaves the car, he'll be disqualified, and he'll lose the race. So he's trying his Because they're still going by the rules when there's a giant T-Rex car eating people. And then all of a sudden, a fucking, like, a panel in Dega opens up, and from underneath the ground, who is it? It's Dale Artenhart Sr., but where's he coming from? Oh, he's coming from the house of old man Jenkins. Because the ho- the roof of the house was made of, like, some super strong metal. So when the track was dropped on it, it didn't squish it. It just pushed it into the ground. And guess what this reveals? Old man Jenkins was Trey's uncle all along. What? What? And now they hug and embrace. And And he immediately gets arrested for murdering two dozen NASCAR drivers. Yes, but when once he gets out, uh, (laughs) he becomes the greatest old man NASCAR driver the world has ever seen. And, like, Trey is, like, sitting there. Like, at the beginning of the movie, it's going to be a real nice bookend. Because at the beginning of the movie... Trey pulls his car up because he's just going to get some drag racing practice in. And then, up next to him, pulls a car sponsored by the Dega police. (laughs) (laughs) He looks over. It's old man Jenkins. He looks at him. He goes, well, boy, care to ride? 
bring, and they soar off in a race, but you never find out who wins. You're the best around. Okay, after credit sequence. And then Ocean Man plays. Yep. Uh, after credit sequence, okay. he comes on the husk of the dead Truckosaurus with no one to drive it. But all of a sudden, the headlights turn on, and a little bit of flame shoots out of the Truckosaurus. It's it's sentient now. It's sentient now, yep. Oh, I'll, wait, hold on. This is how we tie it into the fucking original prompt, which was to make a cleanup story. There are people cleaning up the track. Right. That's yep. the only connection we have. Oh, basically. And I think at the end of it, they come to the Truckosaurus. Like, at, it's the husk that is just kind of laying limp without a driver. One of them climbs up into it. He gets a blowtorch. He's like, yep, I'm going to start cutting this off. And then it comes to life. No, no, he's in the jaws of it. He's in the jaws just, like, trying to undo the bottom jaw. And he's like, I'll take care of this. Chomp! Red lights pop on. And then Trugosaurus just goes, I'm back. And then then it's Tim Curry. It's Tim Curry. And then, like, you know, um, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, after the Howard the Duck scene, they'll put Seth Green as Howard the Duck. It cuts to black. And then Tim Curry as the Truckosaurus. Oh, fuck me. Okay, so we've made this film... What's its name? Oof. Oh shit. Never mind. We've got it right here. It's it's Blake, I'm looking at my plate. I haven't been looking at my plate, but it's been right here offered to me this whole time. Mm. Talladega Nightmares. <laughs> yep. Yep. Got it one. <laughs> Moving on. Good job. Good uh- job, everybody. This has been a productive meeting. We've done it. AudibleTrial.com slash BS Network. If you guys want access to over hundreds of thousands of audiobooks, you can get them over at AudibleTrial.com slash BS Network. You get a free 30-day trial. You can check out some of my books for absolutely free. Supports us. You get help at page, or at ugh, fuck, AudibleTrial.com slash BS Network. Oh, shit. So, Blake, you're a playboy again. I've never not been a playboy. (laughs) With that new haircut, you're such a playboy now. I'm a boy. But, uh, I mean, we don't really have much for this last segment, so I figure I will just give the reins over to you and pitch your show. Tell us what it's about. Okay, I mean, there's going to be pretty heavy spoilers. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, okay. So... Hold on. Exterior. You know you're not going to get the real plot of this out, right? We're going to... You're going to get two words in before I'm like... And oh, then, Bubba Boy? And then Patrick Warburton comes in. Bubba Boy, it's buck wild enough... Oh, really? ...that there may be some points where it's just like, no, I'm going to let him continue. I'm going to let this boy keep going. Exterior. Night. <laughs> Lights come read, up. You're going to read the script? Yeah. Um, on... A dog with a pitchfork sticking out of it. Oh, a copy of Pitchfork magazine sticking out of the top of it. And it is bleeding. And dead. And then it says, Hello. I don't like to swing. (laughs) Hello. 
I used to love playing with pitchforks. <laughs> until I fell down. Oh, okay, so that's it. So we, we've got a dog with a copy of Pitchfork magazine sticking out of it. Obviously, this was a hipster murder. Yep. And now this is when Patrick Warburton comes in. <laughs> um, because... If you, well, first, the, if you thought the Baudelaire orphans was bad, where do you see their dog? See this boy. Uh, no, first, see my character in a red hoodie come downstage and look at the dog. And then someone else comes in screaming that I killed their dog, even though I didn't. And then, the, who the, else comes in? The Stranger but, Things music plays. Do do do. No. Hey, I heard there was a uh, public disturbance here. I'm uh, Officer T Thunderbird, what? but I'm English now. So what, uh, what seems to be the problem here? It seems <laughs> to be just the... like a fucking dead dog, and he doesn't like it doesn't register. He's like. Yeah, what's the problem? I don't understand. Oh, the dog, yeah. Hey, did you kill that dog? No. You sure you didn't kill that dog? Yeah. Alright, come here. And he tries to pick me up, but my character, he don't like being touched. Because he displays a lot of characteristics of being on the autism spectrum. Yeah. And so it's... I, and I legitimately thought it was going to be like, you kill that dog? No. Curtain end of play. <laughs> That's it. Um, so he tries to touch the boy, and the boy slaps the ever loving shit out of him, like I do every night. That's nice. To Detective Thunderbird. Um, and then I get arrested, and then the play's over. Oh, okay. The end. Mm-hmm. Okay, now could I, I know. I know that it's not right to kind of spoil sequel stuff, like they're trying to hold back on a lot of the Avengers 4 secrets, but could you give us the sequel to this play? Um, okay. The sequel to this play is he gets released very soon afterwards because there is nothing to hold him on and he's 15 years old. Other than the fact that he did slap the shit out of a cop. He did, although there are extenuating circumstances, i.e., you don't touch the boy. Everybody knows this. <laughs> no one touches the boy. But you find out really quickly that he wants to do nothing more than to solve the mystery of who killed that fucking dog. Okay. So a real, um, a real baby Angus McDonald thing here. Hello, sir. Hello, sirs. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm going to solve the mystery of who killed Wellington. The dog's name is Wellington, by the way. I wish it was And a- I like math. I really like math. I- math is great. I wish it was a cow, because then he could be... Wait for it. Beef Wellington. You know... Sir, you're coming with me. <laughs> Sir, yeah, I'm arresting someone tonight. You'll do. <laughs> um, so he goes through a bunch of investigative stuff, and you find out that he doesn't like being around people. And that he counts prime numbers a lot, and that he really fucking loves math. Yeah. Um, and he eventually finds out that, um, because his mother's been dead for two years, by the way. Yeah. And he kind of goes through, he goes out into the town, he starts asking people, he doesn't get any responses. There's a man smoking a cigarette at one point. Um, and then he finds some letters. Oh. Addressed to him from his mother, post dated two years after she died. 
Dun, dun, dun! His mom was the dog all along. All along. Um, well, he finds that out. Then his dad comes in, and his dad admits he he was, uh, he was keeping the secret of his mother being alive from his boy. And he was sleeping with the neighbor until the neighbor called it off. And then the dog came, and he tried to attack him. And he's like, I could have just kicked him away, but I saw the garden fork there, and I killed the dog, son. Case closed in a play. Basically. Well, story's over. You want the other sequel now, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, fuck it. Um, what, what's your main character's name? Little boy Tim? Christopher. Little boy Chris turns to the audience, and he's just like, well... Look, I know this is the man who put a roof on my house, but it's time for him to go to jail. And then you put on sunglasses. Yeah! Yep. But first, I have to get out of here, because if my dad could kill a dog, he could kill me. <laughs> and so he goes all the way to London all with his little two feet and his pet rat. What? You got your own scabbers? You got your oh, own- no. He's called Toby. Oh, Blake! Yep. Special boy Toby's been reincarnated. As the rat. As a fucking rat. Yep. We're building uh, the Blake Tanner Autism Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh, it's actually such a beautiful play. Oh, I'll bet um, it is. So he goes. And there's a lot of intricate dance numbers with with him in the station. And it's supposed to show you the fact that people are overwhelming to him. So a normal situation to us would basically be like listening to static very loud to anyone else. Yeah. I was hoping he stepped off the train and then you heard... And then Axl Rose comes out and he's like, Welcome to the the whole show, by the way, um, the soundtrack, all of the songs are lyricless version of Coldplay songs. I was hoping lyricless versions of Guns N' Roses songs. So, like, you find the dog in November rain cranks up, and then, like, Nothing forever. and, like, you're, uh, you, I mean, I doubt you could do this in a play, but, like, you're sitting in the train, and then you see the streets of, uh, London coming up, and then you just hear, like, take me down to the Paradise City with a grassy, oh, man, it's like the fucking, well, like, Rock of Ages, it's like, they just told a story with old 80s rock, that's what this play is, right? Basically. The mysterious case of the Axel in the Nighttime. He, um, cause he finds his mom yeah. and they live together for a little while, but he has to go back to school because he is taking his A-levels, which is kind of like SATs for us. Okay. But he's only 15. You're supposed to take your A-levels at 18. Right. And, but he's a, he's a savant boy and he has to take them. He needs to, or he won't survive. He's against the clock. Mm-hmm. And then um, now Mr. Brownstone. <laughs> Because <laughs> he starts doing heroin on the streets, and they're like, this play took a turn. No, no, that's his dad, because since he ran away, his dad has fallen into a huge depression. Oh, shit, okay, that's where Mr. Brownstone starts playing, is with that one. 
Yep. And his dad wants him back. But he, the boy, Chrissy, he won't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go back. His mother l- comes to live in their hometown. He takes his A-levels. He doesn't know if he's going to do very good on them because he hasn't slept any. He can't think. He can't think. But no, he makes he makes an, an A star, okay, which is so like an A saying, plus. What you're saying is it was something he was really really excited to do, but then like a lot of stuff got in the way, and when he finally got back, he was worried it wouldn't be as good as it was, and so that's when Chinese democracy starts. Democracy playing. comes in, yeah. Um, and at the very end, his dad comes in. He's like, "Wait, just let me talk to you for a second. Okay, I know I killed the dog." I know that I did all the bad stuff, but I want to make it better. I want you and me, we can start a project together. So I can show you you can trust me. And I got you a gift. I got you a gift. They can show that. And he goes off stage and he brings on a real live pupper. Oh! And then as you, as like, just that fix the relationship with the dad? Oh no, he puts the dog on the on the floor and stabs it with another garden fork. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's just a really weird ending. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes out and he's like, also I stabbed your rat too. That's really, the worst part about that is the fact that you have to keep buying more and more dogs for each production of the show. Yeah. So, okay. I like the fact that when the when he finally finds his mom, that's when Sweet Child of Mine starts playing. I'm sorry, I just looked up Guns N' Roses discography, so now I can well, go back and try to... I, it's either that or when they bring out the dog, because that's not what really happens. He loves the dog forever and ever. Yeah. Um, um, now, the, what the fuck? They do have a song called Estranged. Ooh. And that might be good for the relationship with him and his dad. Yeah. Like, that could play up until the point where the pup comes out. And then a fucking... Okay. Um, yeah. Who, how many people die, or is it just the dog? The dog is the only death. Um. Also, Christopher kills himself in the end. What? <laughs> knock, knock, knock it on heaven's door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then the play ends on a very happy note where it's like, I did all of this stuff, even though I have all of these things that are holding me back. Yeah. So does that mean I can do anything like everyone else? That mean, as a matter of fact, you come up to the point where it's like, you could probably do a lot of things better than everyone else because you are really fucking good at math. Uh-huh. Um, and the lights go down. The actors do their curtain call. And then Christopher comes through a trap door so he can explain his favorite math problem on the test that he took. Sick! Awesome! Okay, so what's, like, the curtain call music? Because we need something real happy for everyone to bebop out to. Uh, do we do... Do we do... Or do we do it on a somber note? Do we do a live and let die? Um, no, I think that... Maybe we do live and let die at the end of Act 1. Okay, I'm fine with that. Because that's when he's, like, realizing that he can't live with his dad anymore, and he has to go find his mom. Now, they do have a song called Dead Horse, which you could open it on, just change a few lyrics. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm stabbing a dead dog, and I don't know why you'd be bringing me down. That might be something we could look into. 
Yeah. Man, the Guns N' Roses discography has some buck wild shit in it. I think it should just be the spaghetti incident. (laughs) I think that's a full album. So wait, no, the whole album, the spaghetti, the spaghetti incident, or a double talking jive could pop in there at a few times. See, um, oh man, that's gonna be uh, now. I now you know you like the time you tried to describe that Eurydice play to me, and we just ended up talking about the Dwayne the Salt Rock Johnson. I'm not going to be disappointed at every instance in this play where I'm like, ah, oh, they had a perfect fucking opportunity to use a Guns N' Roses song, and then they didn't. You pieces of garbage. All right. And uh, that's the play. That's the play. That's the curious case of Slash in the Nighttime. Oh, my God, Blake. Well, we've killed another beautiful theatrical play broadway show broadway Tony award winner just got off broadway and that we are one of the fir- we may be the first theater in alabama to get the rights to do that show wow that's really cool uh, B- blake can you can something something's going on dude. what something- no i can't what, sorry what are you saying i can't hear you real well hello mr tanner how are you doing today? Um, what? Hello? Well, it appears as though you and your comrade have not been taking my threats very seriously. And you, Pretel, I'm sorry, you have me at a disadvantage, uh, sir. My name is Tobias Podcasting. I am one of the top names in all of podcasting. I'm part of the podcasting Illuminati, uh, along with Mark Marin, Adam Carolla. They're all up here with me. And we've been taking a close look at your show, and, well, we can simply not allow it to go beyond a hundred episodes, my boy. You realize that, correct? Now you just hold on here a minute. I don't know if I've ever heard of you podcastos or anything, but this is... This is our podcast here. Yeah, it may not be doing as well as some others, but you know what? We're going to get it to 100 episodes. Oh, really? Well, Mr. Tanner, uh, let me put it this way. I've talked to the YouTubes, I've talked to the iTunes, and they simply cannot allow you to keep using up their valuable data. I mean, they could be used for one of my excellent shows, another great show from perhaps the McElroy brothers, but instead they're having to waste it on you two. Think about that. Are you are you really that selfish to think that you, of all people, deserve their data? Yes. Yes, I do. Because we, at here at the BS are putting out wonderful podcasting content every week, and we have been on our grind for years. We deserve that spot, damn it. I'm going to talk in your language. See? See how it takes you. Huh, charlatan? I don't care about you or your podcast, Illuminati. I don't appreciate the mockery, Mr. Tanner. I don't appreciate you coming into my show, telling me what to do. 
stealing this moment from my valuable patrons. How about this? We make a little deal. I am watching your Twitch stream as of right now and can see you only have one viewer that I can only assume to be myself. I've looked at your numbers and seen how low they are, so why don't we make a little deal? You have, as of right now, ten episodes. Ten episodes to get this podcast up to snuff. Ten podcasts to get this show worthy of our approval. Do you agree to the wager? I will agree to your wager, sir. And not because I am afraid of you shutting me down, but because I know that I could prove to you, Mark Barron, any one of the podcasting greats that we could make something better than any and all of you combined. You don't ever challenge me. Well, Mr. Tanner, I... Just pray you're correct. I'll see you in ten episodes. Well, Blake, uh, uh, what the fuck? What just happened? I, I tried to... I, I don't know if my webcam cut out or what, but what the fuck just happened, dude? Scotty? Yeah? We've got a job to do. Oh, uh, alright. Do we have to, like, do, like... Get a bunch of... No. Okay. We don't have to do anything special. We don't have to make anything special. We'll just continue doing what we do with a little bit of a twist. Oh, uh... Okay, dude, uh, you gotta tell... What the fuck just happened? Well, it's a long story. Why are you talking like that? I was contacted by a man claiming to be from... The podcast Illuminati. The podcast Adi. Oh, wait, so you think these are the dudes who's been sending the emails? Like the YouTube and iTunes shit? Must have been. For a long time, I thought they were just a myth. Okay? Okay. Turns out they're not. Um, turns out they're in on this whole thing. Turns out they are very terrifying, and I did have to do a lot of bluffing. Okay. Um, I wet myself, and I'm going to have to change my pants afterwards. Also, they're going to shut us down before we get to 100 episodes if we don't crank our shit up. What the fuck? What are you talking about? To cancel the show? Yep. But this is this is our show. This is the flagship. What are you talking about? Um, I asked the same question, and he was intentionally vague. That sounds like it. Okay, mm-hmm. so we need to, what, change the show? Do a better show? Well... Maybe we should just come up with some ideas from our peers. See if we can find a a better fit for the podcast. So what you're saying is we take the podcast Illuminati. We take them and beat them at their own their game. Their own game. Yes. Okay. So we've got ten episodes, basically, to prove to them that not only can we fit with them, we're above them. We are better than they. And once we do that, we take away their power. Okay. Okay, I like this. So, I guess next week, I don't know if it's still going to be a load of BS. It might be something different, but for right now, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? 
Um, I learned that if a man with a suitable accent to my, uh, my original accent, of course, that high English RP accent, is talking to me, uh, that I instantly go into it without realizing. Oh, okay, well, so that explains the weird British voice, okay. And I learned that there's only one thing that can stop Blake Tanner, and it's cheese pizza! Pizza! Uh, so Blake, where can they find you on the internet? At Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube. And for the next two weeks, two weeks after this episode goes out, um, you can find me at Birmingham Festival Theater in The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Showtimes are at 8 o'clock. You can, pre- you can uh, reserve your seats on bftonline.org. Um... And come see it. It's really a wonderful show, despite everything we said 20 minutes ago. And you can find me, Dancing with Mr. Brownstone, over on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And make sure to buy all my books on Amazon, the Quiesel Corp trilogy, BS vs. the Gods. Or, of course, go to audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork. Get a free 30-day trial of Audible and a free copy of one of my audiobooks on ebook. They're all read by me, produced by me, so it goes back to supporting the BS Network. And if you want to support us otherwise, you can at patreon.com slash a load of BS, or of course pick up your merch at a load of pure BS.com, or at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. I'm sorry, I'm flustered, because apparently we have to beat the podcast Illuminati. Yes. Okay, Brit. God help us. Yes. Uh, so do that. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure bs.com and make sure to rate comment subscribe leave a comment down below on youtube and leave us some feedback on itunes and as always you can find us at a load of pure bs.com buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com find us on facebook subscribe on youtube donate to the patreon and remember to find both of us on twitter for now at a load of pure bs except no substitutes and we will see you next week